Oh, man. Back again. You ready to just rock it? Let's just rock Let's it. just rock and roll. Let's just rock and roll, let's just Let's just fucking... Let's just fucking... Obi, tell us what we're drinking tonight. We're drinking a uh, brew from Blue Point Brewing Company. It's the Imperial Sunshine, and it is a blonde ale with oranges and natural flavors. Mm-hmm. Whopping 9.6%. Mm-hmm. There's no other cold read, so that's all I got for you. <laughs> all right. Well, my name is Marco Dupa. With me, as always, that sultry, velvety voice, the great and powerful Adam Obesius Rodriguez. What's up, Brewskies? Let's have a good time. Let's do it. This is the One Baron Podcast. Mm-hmm. Drag it. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, wait. Yeah, let's go. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the One Beer In Podcast, the podcast where two brews crack open a brew, and we see where that one brew takes us. Yeah, girl. This is episode 262, mm. and uh, it's just as good as when it started. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a good box quote. Uh, it's better than the last episode. We'll see. <laughs> We assume this could be better than the last episode. Better than the first. It's better. It's definitely better than the first Mm -hmm. episode. I can get behind that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How you doing, brother? I'm ain't in there. Brother. You know, I I think in the last episode, maybe the one before that, I said I was going to commit to, like, getting a routine together. Yeah. I think that was last episode. Uh, Today, I got up uh, probably around 10. Okay. Which is a bit late for me. Yeah. Uh, I made coffee. Yeah. I made some pancakes. You made pancakes? I did make pancakes. When was the last time you made pancakes? About two weeks ago, because I have a box of pancake mix. <laughs> <laughs> uh, made some pancakes. I'm right. trying to stretch out my, my uh, eggs, because my stash is a little low right now. Yeah. Um, and I watched YouTube for about a half hour. Nice. Ate my pancakes. Yeah. Went back to bed. Wow. I slept for another two hours. Wow. I woke up. I laid in bed watching YouTube for another hour and a half. This is your idea of a routine? No. This is me admitting that I have not made a routine. Ah. Uh, I got up. Okay. I actually drank my coffee that I made. Mm-hmm. And uh, I played Luigi's Mansion. Okay. Yep. And this this was today. Today. That's okay. been my day. It's been my day today. Hey, man, you know, some days you just take a load off, okay? Mm-hmm. You don't have to do something every day. Well, that's the thing. Like, I just feel guilty about doing that because I don't have a load to take off. You know? What do you mean? I'm not working. And, you know, I haven't been, like, working on some personal project or, you know, doing anything of, of merit. So I just feel like I don't deserve to take a load off of my oh, 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 yeah, okay. loadless life. You see what I'm saying? Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, so, but I mean... <clears throat> the, I have personal loads. I have, like, emotional loads. Yeah, and and loads that you empty in the bathroom. Those kind of loads. Yeah, those are, those are easy loads to yeah. unload. Look, this idea that 
re- relaxation comes as a reward yeah. to working hard. Right. Is ridiculous. <laughs> it is. It's ridiculous. That's with your character. Yeah. I mean, I know. Yeah. I know that, that <laughs> that's an easy thing for me to say yeah. because that's a personal belief of mine. Yeah. But I think it, but I do, I truly think that it's a ridiculous sentiment to, to mm-hmm. the only time that you're allowed to relax is when you've done enough to fill some imaginary quota mm-hmm. that now you get to go <sighs> yeah. and and lay all of your stresses out. I think it's bullshit. Thank you, Boomba. I just I do. I think it's bullshit. I think if you have the time, I mean right now what what are you supposed to be doing? That's a great question. Uh yeah, I don't know because you know, in a, in a furlough it's especially difficult because it's like you still kind of have a job. Mhm. Uh, so I don't want to really, uh, not yet anyway, look for like any other employment, uh, yeah. because I like my job. Uh, yeah. so that leaves me in a weird space of like looking for side projects yeah. or freelance gigs, Yeah. uh, which are just kind of hard to find, <clears throat> you know? Yeah. So I could be doing that. Yeah. Uh, but that's basically it. I mean, how much, I mean, how, how, how taxing is something like that? Uh, that you would need to take all day to to deserve. The yeah, I, I mean that'd be overkill yeah. for sure. I, but I mean, like you know, I could be working out more. I could be uh, reading more. I could yeah. be writing more. You know, all those other things that seem more productive than playing Luigi's Mansion they seem more productive. But I have not been doing that. Yeah, you d- you you could be doing these things. Yes, but those didn't. Uh, those didn't uh, meet your fancy today. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, I just feel like I need to get some normalcy back before the wheels fall off. You know. Yeah. Something. True. I feel like I'm very dangerously on the edge of just losing all uh, <laughs> sense of time and space. Yeah, but you'll get it back though. I That's, hope so. I mean, it's not, it's not something that when you get a job, it'll be a weird adjustment waking up and getting back into that routine. And then, you know, a couple of days will go by and you'll be back in that routine. Yeah. Like this, like people are like, I don't know what day it is. <clears throat> sure you do. <laughs> <laughs> like, Shut up. You're literally staring at your phone all the time, which has a reminder what day it is and what time it is. Mm-hmm. Every screen you go through. Yeah. I mean, I get it. It's funny. Yeah. But at the same time, I, I don't think that you should put too much stock into what you need to be doing versus yeah. what you want to do right now. Do you want to write more? I would like to, but I don't have the But nothing's coming. Right. Yeah. And you can't chase it. Yeah. I mean you can do what we talked about, you know, the stream of consciousness thing. And- yeah, and you know what I was thinking too is I just I want to put myself in a position to be creative. Uh to make it as easy as possible for myself, right? Yeah. So just like people who you know normally don't work out, uh, getting on your workout gear is the hardest step, right? Most of the time, right? So I just kind of I want to put myself in the gym and let it happen if it happens. The gym of your mind, right? So I want to I want to be able to wake up at a reasonable time, have breakfast, have coffee, sit down at my desk for maybe an hour and see what comes of it. Okay. Well, then how about <clears throat> how about instead of I need to wake up at this time and I need to do this and I need to do that. Just set aside any hour of the day mm-hmm. to trying to do, to, to dedicating to that. Whether it's, you know, as soon as you wake up or right, 
<clears throat> excuse me, right before you go to bed. Yeah. Or maybe one day out of the blue, your biological clock just wakes you up at 930. Mm-hmm. You make some breakfast, you have some coffee, and you're like, you know what? I'm feeling it today. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to try to write something. Yeah. I don't think you should chase it in that way. But do set aside. I think there's balance there, right? Yeah. You yeah. set aside some time, but you don't make it so that like it needs to be ten thirty, right? I- I- in the morning, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, as long as I can hold myself accountable, because we we've discussed before that's the hardest part. But I think I think it's easier to hold yourself accountable when the 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 chains are a little looser. <laughs> maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe. I, it puts I, a little less pressure on it. So if it were to happen, I feel like I'd be better. I'd have a better result. Yeah. But just, it also leaves enough wiggle room for me to wiggle out of it if I really wanted to and keep true. pushing it and going, yeah. I'll do it in, you know, after I'm done watching this Netflix show. Yeah. I'll do it after this round of Call of Duty. Yeah. You know, or I'll do it right before I go to bed. But the thing is, you don't want it to become work. You know, you don't want it to become something where, like, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to look at sitting down at your desk and trying to be creative Mm -hmm. as a task that you need to do. And so, oh, I can't, I can't watch that movie that I wanted to watch because I have to sit down at the desk for a little while. Like a chore. Yeah, exactly. I think I'm just so used to creativity being that though with my job, you know, like where I have to show up and I have to perform. I have to, you know, I have to develop something. Yeah. Something has to come out. Uh, so I think I'm, I'm kind of, uh, I wouldn't say I'm missing that pressure, but I feel like it's something I want to make sure I maintain. Yeah. Like a muscle that I don't lose. Now that, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. You gotta, so. you gotta work that muscle out. Just like I, I, singers I, need to keep singing. Right. I just, I feel like I'm, I'm way out of form right now. Yeah. Cause I haven't, I mean, I haven't written anything creatively in a month. Yeah. You know? So it's like. I'm afraid when I get back to it, I'm just going to be terrible at it, you know? Nah. I mean, your first couple of things are probably going to suck. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but Also, I'm trying to get them out now, and that way when it matters, it's not so bad. Yeah. I think you got time, though. Yeah. You we'll see. Time. We'll see. We'll see. Well, you know, <clears throat> they're all talking about uh, the states opening back up and stuff, mm-hmm. and, you know, DeSantis is trying to get get it going as Dude, soon as possible. He, he's He's probably just salivating yeah. to reopen Florida, man. Oh, for sure. He can't. He's beside himself. Yeah. I don't know what's up with that dude, man. I think it's, it's crazy. Pretty that, obvious. I think it's crazy that our choices were that guy or a meth head. <laughs> like, it's insane. Recently like it, unveiled meth head. It's such a Florida thing. No, 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 thing. no. Allegedly. Right, uh, allegedly. With with his male strippers or, or prostitutes. Right, whatever they were. No, he, he got too drunk at a friend's wedding mm-hmm. and it just had a little too much to drink. That's yeah. all it was. No, no, that's definitely the story. That's definitely why he hasn't shown his face since it came out. It was such a, such a disappointment. Yeah, because he, he just got drunk. Sure. At a, at a friend's yeah. please, wedding. Please and... respect his privacy in this pressing time. Hey, look... N- Believe me, as as a resident of Florida and as a guy who does meth regularly, <laughs> believe me, I am disappointed in how he has represented meth heads. <laughs> no, I'm disappointed that, like, you know, I, I like the guy. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, I mean, I voted for him. I was just disappointed that, you know, you know, it's a little more disappointing to me hmm. is that honestly, DeSantis wasn't that bad for a while. He yeah. was making some pretty good decisions, and I felt like, oh wow, this is, 
you know, pretty surprising. Yeah. Um, but for, from a, a perspective of this pandemic thing, I think it's pretty cut and clear he waited way too long to respond. Yeah. And now he's really pushing to open up the state before, you know, we have enough tests, before we have a vaccine. <clears throat> yeah. Um, there's hope on the horizon for a treatment. I don't know if you saw recently, but um, Fauci seemed pretty confident in a, uh, a treatment that seems to, to quicken the time of recovery. Well, that'd be good. So... Well, at least we have that maybe around the horizon or on the horizon around the corner. I'm Both just so I'm just so I don't I don't even know anymore, man. You know, I'm I'm really like because I'm I'm a skeptic at heart. Right. And, you know, not a conspiracy theorist per se, but like I've said before, conspiracy theories are the best to just listen to and read about. And like it's really it's getting to a point where I don't know what to believe, who to trust, what's real, what's not. Yeah. It's just you hear one thing from one place, one thing from another. And I know that this is like, this is, people are going, yeah, that's been the news cycle forever. <laughs> of course. Yeah. But, but the problem is th- it shouldn't be that way, especially with something like this going on. Right. There shouldn't be this distillation of of information, and then once it hits the red pipe, it's different from when it hits the blue pipe. Yeah, I I just feel like somewhere along the lines we lost trust in science, and that's insane to me. It's because like, well, it's like losing trust in math. <laughs> like some things should equal x, you know, all yeah, the time. That's it. All the time, we should agree on these things at least. I mean, you can disagree on how to deal with them, but we we can't deny the fact that this is scientifically happening or this is what causes this. You know, I know there's a lot of confusion around because this is a brand new virus, but I just feel like the amount of distrust, the amount of uh, like false information, uh, especially dealing with uh, apparent cures and stuff. My dad just came home the other day saying, Hey, you know, I heard online, I saw in in a news article that, uh, Pepsid AC could be a possible cure for coronavirus. Yeah. And and my mom, you know, being a nurse, she was like, no. <laughs> no. Look, Who said that? Look up more information about it. My dad's like, I don't know. I just read it online. Yeah. And so I, I pulled out my phone, Googled it. The, the first headline popped up, uh, Pepsid AC flying off shelves, even <sighs> though no substantial evidence is shown that it's effective against fighting the coronavirus what happened was the active ingredient in pepsi ac is being tested as a possible cure mm. uh those results are not in and on top of that the amount of whatever that ingredient is is a certain chemical the amount that they're putting into the the people who are being tested is done intravenously at an amount that is like way out of the realm of what you get over the counter with mm. pepsi ac mm-hmm. So even if you were to take all the the entire pack of Pepsi AC, you might die. But also, it, it, it's it's not going to be the same thing. So people hear something like that, it becomes a rumor. It's a, a game of telephone, and then we get shortages of these things that regular everyday people need because yeah. everybody just has this herd mentality, freaks out, goes out and buys everything just in case, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. People are dumb, man. That's all I have to say about that. You know, my dad did the other day. He's 
he go he posts on Facebook this meme of it was something to the effect of like if you believe Trump actually said to inject Lysol or blah blah mm-hmm. blah 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 yep. then you're as dumb as whatever whatever and I'm and I'm looking at this and I'm like okay so wait did he say it or not because I watched the video right. and he definitely said it yeah so. And he admitted to saying it, and he said that he was being sarcastic, sarcastic right? right? That's the story that we're yeah. sticking with, and that's the story that we're like, all right, we're done with this conversation, Well, well it's, not, right? it's not just that. He, he said that. He said that he was being sarcastic when he, he responded to the reporter's question. Yeah. But then he also, on top of that, pivoted and said that not only was he being sarcastic, but um, there's been research into using light and heat and all these other things that he was mentioning. Right. So he, it... I feel like he's kind of trying to. So he's riding both sides. Of exactly. The fence, it, like like it, I was, it, I was fucking with you, but I mean, if people shit, have been looking into this too. So, you I know? mean, I was right too, just right. in case. Just yeah, in that, case I end up being right, I was right. I just, yeah. So I, I don't know how you see that and not go, you're lying. Yeah, you're lying. No, I it's, mean, it's, it's just when you talk, when you talk to a diehard, a diehard, not somebody who has like reasonable reasons, whatever they may be, but when you talk to a diehard, yeah. Who posts a meme like that, for instance? There's no getting through to that person. No, there's you know, let's be eh. anyway. Why, 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 why? So, fuck it, let's just yeah, get off of that. But it yeah. is interesting because seeing the states reopen, it, it makes you like for me, for instance, I'm going to work, yep. my, my, my job decided, like, that eh, we can open back up. Why? 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were just like, cuz. And everyone was like, okay. And they were like, everyone has to wear a mask. Everyone has to practice social distancing. You know, obey all the rules, blah, blah, blah. I don't even want to get into the details of that because I have my own feelings on it. But, you know, every day now, I'm working eight hours and I'm wearing this mask and I'm just like, you know, truthfully, man, like, I, I hate to admit it, but, like, a part of me is like, why the fuck am I still wearing this? Why yeah. the fuck is it a ghost town? Why the fuck is everything so weird? Yeah. Because, like, it, it just, I don't know. I, I, think, it's my, I think it's my frustration finally um, boiling over with the situation that, it, you know, no one's to blame per se. It's just, it's a pandemic. Yeah, it is it's what like, it is. But... You know, it, I, I guess it's just <clears throat> I'm getting frustrated now because, it, you know, I, I, I've been I've been a bit of a homebody anyway, like we've discussed. Yeah. And so it didn't really affect me so much. But now it's really starting to, like, eat away at me. Yeah. You know? I mean, I, everyone's suffering through this. Uh, there are very few people who are not affected by this in right, one way or course, another. Of course. And there is a you know, there is this. Uh, reaction that can happen over time where it's just frustration and you especially because this is something we can't see if people were covered like in boils yeah then we'd be able to be like okay i can see that it's gross or if like if you had the evidence of coronavirus every time you sneezed like blood came out or something you know like some physical like visible evidence or or if there wasn't a new thing every day where it's like you could have corona if you if your toes look weird you could have coronavirus right, it's like right. what the fuck man yeah if 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 there was more uh, my point's more of like if there is more visual 
evidence of how much this is affecting yeah. people as opposed to just numbers on a screen, you know? It, yeah. it, it's one thing to see, like, the maps and be like, oh, this is the density of uh, infections and everything else. Fine. But it's a different thing to actually see it. Yeah. So the fact that we can't see it, it makes a lot of people go, well, out of sight, out of mind. Right. You know, like, I just want to go back to work. I am tired of wearing a mask whenever I, I go out. I'm tired of having to wash my hands ten times a day. Yeah. Uh, I'm tired of living in fear. I'm tired of not being able to go out anymore. I'm tired of not being able to socialize with people. I'm tired of social distancing. Yeah. Let's yeah, – fuck it. Let's just do it. You know? Yeah. There, there's that human – reaction i get it i really get it because i think we're all tired of it at this point and there's no on top of that it's like that there's no concrete answer for when things are going to go back to quote unquote normal yeah so i think, I think that's, that's really the, hard that's the shittiest part about it's this. really hard for people not to be able to have a timetable yeah. at very least to say like okay by next year things will be back to normal yeah well because we i don't know if you saw this in your email we just we just got the email uh, um, about our uh, Bonnaroo tickets because we've we've now paid them in full. Right. If, if you've done like the layaway thing, they let you pay it off in installments, and the tickets are now paid off in full. And mind you, they're not cheap tickets. Oh no. And um, the festival was pushed off till September, but there's no telling. Yeah. If it's gonna if it's gonna happen, and you, they're and they're yeah. offering refunds and stuff, and it's just like it, you know, seeing something like that, it's just like, man, what the fuck? Like when right. <laughs> when is this gonna be over, dude? Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's it's easy to see this year as just like the lost year. Yeah, you know? it's like, going to be a wash. Right. Everyone, 2020 is a wash. Yeah. Um, Crazy. Anyway, backing up a little bit, uh, just some information for our Florida listeners. Yeah. Uh, apparently, this is the, the latest from DeSantis and officials. Um, According to, let's see, what's the source? Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Okay. If this is the bruise, we read the news. Mm. Governor Ron DeSantis says most of Florida can begin first phase of reopening May 4th. May 4th. So it's like, what, a week? Something like yeah. that? Um, anyway, so the, the the kind of bulleted list of things that are changing and not changing, according to clickorlando.com, uh, schools continue distance learning. Uh, visitors to senior living facilities are prohibited. That's smart. Uh, elective surgeries can resume. Sports arenas and movie theaters will remain closed. Uh, restaurants may offer outdoor seating with six feet of space between tables and indoor seating at 25% capacity. Uh, <laughs> Those are <laughs> yeah, okay. Right. Uh, retail stores can operate at 25% of indoor capacity. Uh, no changes for bars, gyms, personal services such as hairdressers and barbers. Uh, and then folks got to walk around with fucked up. Oh fades. yeah. And then finally, vulnerable individuals should avoid close contact with people outside the home. So okay. continue to wear masks, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, um, I mean, I guess I'm ignorant, but that doesn't sound that unreasonable, uh, depending on the numbers. I don't know the numbers. So if, yeah. if we're looking at if, if our numbers are dip are, 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 are drastically falling, mm-hmm. I guess the other, but the flip side is if they're falling, then why don't we just wait until they're fucking flattened out completely? Right, and then right. we just That's open the everything argument. back up. That's the argument that, um, you know, we saw this happen in China. China, China. Um, when things were when the curve, you know, we got they got to the 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 plateau of it and started to finally drop. Yeah, they opened things again and they saw an immediate uptick. Yeah, um, 
So I think that's the fear here is that as soon as we start to, you know, loosen up the guidelines, we're going to see another pop. I'm not going. I'm not doing it. I'm not going out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not fucking doing it. Forget that. Right. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait till I don't know when, but <laughs> I don't know, but I'm not, well, not going to be sitting six feet apart from some fucking, no. And it's hard too because, you know, uh, I don't know if you've seen recently, but you know, Fauci's apparently been saying that if we're not continuing to social distance and we're not taking it seriously again by fall and winter, we could be hit even harder. Yeah. We could be looking at uh, another bad uh, turn yeah, of this yeah, thing. Yeah, I, I saw that. So, which again just leads to exactly what I was saying, where people are like, I'm sick of this yeah. <laughs> and there's no hope in sight. So, like, fuck it. I'm willing to give it a shot. Let's go outside. Yeah. You know? But I mean, <clears throat> This is the last thing I'll say on this, and then we can just move on or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I was listening to, because I've been trying to find like other podcasts to listen to other than ours, of course, mm-hmm. which I listen to hours and hours of. Of course. And I was listening to David Chang's podcast, which, by the way, I didn't know this because I was looking at, I was just watching YouTube shit, and, and something about David Chang popped up, I think, on like Vice or whatever. Uh-huh. And dude, the comments fucking shed it on this guy. And I didn't realize, David like, Chang? yeah, I didn't realize that huh. he was so divisive. Like there was, so, I, and it was, it was mostly people from New York who okay. were like, "Fuck this guy, his restaurant's overpriced," uh-huh. and you know, he's 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 an elitist, elitist douchebag, uh-huh. you know, yada yada. Okay. So, on one hand, I guess I get it. I'm not from New York, even though I, I pretend to be, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so like I I I don't have firsthand experience as to like. You know, mm-hmm. like we just look at it like David Chang's dope, and I would love yeah. to go to Momofuko because it's so. I've, it just sounds cool. You've I've, been, I've been twice yeah, exactly. in, in two different countries, so that I mean, it just <laughs> sounds cool. You know, you know what I think it is. What I think me. it is is that um, his entire thing is about authenticity mm-hmm. and uh, kind of like you know, down home ethnic cooking. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But. You know, also what he's doing with like Momofuku and other restaurants, I'm sure, is elevating that into being this upper class kind of upper crust, like expensive experience. (coughs) So I think the argument is like you are talking and praising uh, this image of of uh, traditional cooking, Mm -hmm. cultural cooking and. All that kind of stuff, kind of you know the Anthony Bourdain sort of mm-hmm. avenue of of cooking, and um, at the same time not providing that to people. Mm. So yeah, I think that's kind of the, the the where the divisiveness comes from. Right, um, it's a weird thing to to um, upgrade fried chicken. Yeah, people are like that's an easy thing to do. It's super cheap. And then you turn around and you charge quadruple for a fried chicken sandwich. Right. That would that would cost me pennies on the dollar. Yeah. What you're charging for it, and it's like, how do you justify the cost? Yeah. And I think a lot of people look at it and go, the way he justifies the cost is, it's just cool. He's selling it to white people. <laughs> right. So it's anyway, in a good neighborhood. Not not what I wanted to talk about. Just interesting because yeah, we like David Chang. It's yeah. just weird. To see people shit on him. I think he's a good ambassador for food. Yeah. Anyway, he has a podcast, and he had Eddie Huang on there. Okay. And Eddie Huang moved back to China. Well, China. China. I think Taipei? 
is okay. where he moved to for momentarily okay. because of this whole COVID thing. Is right? Taipei in China? I don't know. You're going to have to fact check that. I, I'm pretty sure he moved to Taipei. No, Taipei's... <laughs> I thought this was the case. Taipei's the capital of Taiwan. Oh, okay. Taiwan, Taiwan, China. Ta- Taiwan is, you know... know yeah. If, if you don't know this, the with, deal with, with Taiwan and China... With China. Go ahead and Google that. That's that's a whole... That's another can lesson. of worms, yeah. Yeah, you go ahead and fucking... We are not educated enough it, to it, speak on that. Exactly. Yep. So, but his whole thing was looking at the way that other countries have handled the virus especially China. Right. Um, it's interesting to mm-hmm. see how they flatten the curve. Yeah. Now, the argument there is... Well, it's hard to believe anything coming out of China. Exactly. Right. Because they hit it for so long. But his argument is that's a little bit of xenophobia okay. to not trust... To be distrustful of of a government body. But other... Yeah, but, but the they're other commies. Thing is like, Come yeah, on, man. <laughs> well, and the other thing is like he is... Chinese, right? So, so he has a dog in this fight. Yeah, and right. it, and it's hard to just say. It, it, you know, it's like you you want to be empathetic to mm-hmm. you know what he's saying, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, man, but we we live in America where they do goose the numbers. You know what I'm saying? Like right. China did goose the numbers. They yeah. did. So right. like, I know that it sucks, and and you don't want to come off as xenophobic and hateful, right? But at the same time, it's like, but they did. They did yeah. goose the numbers. It's a very so, very thin line that you can run with that because yeah it was china's fault that we didn't know about this ahead of time Mm -hmm. and that we didn't know uh exactly you know how it was spreading how serious it was uh in order to prevent it to spread across the world they could have they could have kept the world from all of this but the other but the other thing is like we were told early enough to have implemented something early enough. Right. We could have done Earlier, something. I should say. We could have done something better than what we've done. A lot of things better, I think. Yes. That's true. That's true. But also, I don't think it's out of pocket to point the finger at China. You know? China. 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 All right. Well, look. We're all trying to deal with this in We're our all own China. Way. We're all trying to deal with this. Mm-hmm. And I think one thing that we've all been able to collectively agree upon is the last dance has been oh. just a breath of fresh air. It's it it's it is it's the wind beneath my wings. Oh goodness gracious. I look forward to Sundays like how we used to with Breaking Bad dude. <laughs> or sports. Or sports in general, yeah, of course. Yeah. Don't talk about sports, okay? Ugh. We want to. Just want sports. Honestly, you know, watching the NFL draft, I thought would help. It only no, made it, it worse. No, it just makes it worse. It, it just makes only it worse. made it worse. I didn't watch it, and then I was I was talking to South and Eddie, and that's all they were talking about. Yeah. And I was like, this only makes me feel worse. Yep. This doesn't make me feel better. I said, oh man, I can't wait to see uh, our new players this season. Oh, yeah, that may not happen. <laughs> so finally. Great. We have something, right? right? Now, if you don't know, The Last Dance is a 10-part documentary about the final season of the Jordan-led Chicago Bulls dynasty. And in this last year, this last season, they let a camera crew have unprecedented access to the team. Mm -hmm. Um, And the footage was apparently sat on by Mike. He yep. had the he had the final go yep. on the footage. 
And he waited and waited and waited until apparently LeBron won in Cleveland <laughs> before he was like, "I right, let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> and so we Operation finally... Operation Last Dance. <laughs> we finally get our hands on this documentary, and they've been re- releasing it in the classic way of like week to week. Yep. And people have been have just been hanging on every thread of this thing. Mm. Oh man, it's so goddamn good, dude. It's great. It's, it's so good. It's phenomenal. Yeah, it's it's oh. one of the best sports documentaries I've seen recently. Well, and, and and the thing is, the Chicago Bulls dynasty is an easy subject to talk about. There's, it's already compelling. Yeah. Uh, the 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 fact that they won three years. Jordan retires. He unretires. They win three more years. They're one of the greatest basketball teams of all time. You know they had the record for the uh, uh, regular season wins until uh, the Golden State Warriors beat them just recently. It was like I think it was two seasons ago they mm-hmm. beat them. Um, I mean they're already and and all of the egos and the story and oh, everything yeah. like the motherfucking the, the book writes itself. Yep. And so as a documentarian, all you have to do is put these pieces of the puzzle mm-hmm. together correctly. Yep. And so far, what these guys have been doing, it's just been a a slam dunk. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even have a tag for how corny that was. No, I don't. We need a, we need a slam one. Yeah. Slam. Yeah, we do. We do. Um, yeah, I I really like the approach of like kind of vaguely focusing on a specific player for every episode. Yeah. You know. Yeah. They go in and out of it. You know, it it, it talks about their specific point of view, <clears throat> and then it jumps into. Michael's entire involvement yeah. within that, right? Uh, and it kind of goes back and forth in time a bit. It's a little Tarantino esque, yeah. you know. But basically, it 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 shows you what's happening present day, which is ninety seven, ninety eight season, right? And then it and then it jumps back in time to show you how that player got to where they are right. at that point in yep. time. Yep. And it's I mean it's a really good way of storytelling. I actually had an argument with Eddie about it. Because he was he was like I, you know I I don't I'm not really feeling the the uh, the time jumps mm. it's a little and and people have been complaining about this he's not in the minority there's a lot of people who are like like it's cool but at the same time like the the example Eddie brought up was um, that at, at at one point you know Rodman is on the team right at another point. He's on the Pistons, right, 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 and and then you jump back and he's on the team again, and it's like it, it's it is confusing. Yeah. It is confusing. Yeah, it can it, it can be confusing. I should say. I think yeah, that may be one small misstep, but uh, yeah. as far as like having uh, featuring a, a player after their run with the Bulls, yeah. Um, but at that same time, like I just like I like the idea of and maybe they should have focused a little bit more on each player for that episode and really truly make it about just them. them. Yeah. Them and their experience with Michael. Yeah. And that's it. Not, not have it jump into this kind of middle lane of MJ. Yeah. Cause I feel like that's what they do. It's like we have uh, kind of buffers in the beginning and at the end of that player, anecdotes about that player interviews yeah. with that player. And then it, in the middle area, usually it just turns into the Michael Jordan story. It's basically again. like, all of these planets are revolving around the sun that is mm-hmm. Michael Jordan. And right. at some point, you have to get back to, all right, how does this relate to MJ? Right, right. Um, so, yeah, maybe I would have I, – I could see how they could have improved it a little bit by maybe just 
making each episode more of a documentary on that player yeah. themselves and their involvement with the team <clears throat> yeah uh, during this dynasty i guess but, I, my, I guess i don't know i guess from a from a casual standpoint that would be information that you need and i and i hope that more casual fans really tune in so that they can understand that that bulls era yeah. i mean this the bulls era of basketball is when their their tail end of their dynasty was when i started watching basketball religiously yeah. so it was like 96 97 is when i became conscious of oh this is a thing that they do professionally and these fucking guys, blah blah like mm. when you're a kid you just see these these larger than life characters but like <clears throat> the older you get the more you start to realize how you know oh it's a dude they came from high school and he right. went to college and yeah they're he, like people who came up in like the 80s let's say yeah. could have could have tracked michael jordan right uh to see him this rising star right. becoming something right the way that we could with like lebron right exactly. or you know maybe even um you know uh, any, I mean, any 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 superstar. any recent superstar yeah. basically yeah I mean, I said it. I said it when um, when we talked about Kobe passing. Yeah, like that was the year ninety six, ninety seven was when he came into the league. When mm-hmm. Allen Iverson came into the league, yeah. I think Vince Carter. Uh, was I was gonna in the say league. Kobe's probably the uh, the like latest superstar that we could track in our lifetime. Yeah, that uh, that has that kind of reverence, right? That cachet yeah. of of you know, like because LeBron came. Later. Later. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I was fortunate enough way back in the day. I was, you know, barely conscious of of sports in general yeah. because I was a little chubby nerd. <laughs> um, but while Jordan was still playing, uh, I was able to take a trip to Chicago during that era. Yeah, and when I tell you, you have family out there, right? Yeah, uh, Nicole. We're family from there. Nicole. Yeah. yeah, Nicole was out there, so we were visiting her and her oh, family she, when she was still there. When yeah, she wasn't here. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, she was like a toddler at the time, right? Um, but I was like six, seven around yeah. there, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit younger. I, I forget, but I remember that trip mostly because we went to a specific Jordan store. Yeah. In Chicago, uh, we watched Space Jam. Uh, and I remember like the town being decked out in like Jordan stuff. Yeah, you know, and just like it, it was it, it's like surreal to have somebody of that stature, literally. <laughs> <laughs> this is a strong beer. Yeah. Um, uh, to 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 be in the in in the echoes of that kind of person, that yeah. kind of superstar in the time. I don't think people really uh. Uh, get that sense of how big he was of a superstar. No, no, they don't. Like, just it, uh, like it, it, it's like having a king, you know? Like, it, he's just this, like you said, larger than life person. Yeah. That everybody's like, this is the best person who's ever done it. Yeah. And may ever do it. Yeah. You know? That's all it was. So, uh, even as like a, a, a child who wasn't that invested in sports, period. Being around that, I was just like kind of in awe. Yeah, and I still have his uh, cologne to this day. <laughs> so, 
Uh, we're half halfway through the documentary, and it's I mean it's just been fuck me, man. Yeah, it's it, been. Yeah, it's been. It's just been. It it it's been. It's been so good to have this in in a moment of mm-hmm. crisis, basically. Yeah. Something it, to fucking hang our hats uh-huh. on. So Tiger King's done. So it's so, like, yeah. what are we going to talk about now? Well, I'm, <clears throat> it's funny you bring that up. I'm glad you brought that up because mm-hmm. I've, I. This is really interesting because we talked about this on the show. Yep. The I've I've been fascinated with what could happen if streaming services and TV channels and and the like go back to a more traditional way of releasing material. I'm fascinated by the numbers and what would happen if they did that, right? Yeah. And so we're obviously in a pandemic and we're obviously in a in a moment in time where most people are sitting at home needing fucking begging for something to do something to fucking everyone's watched ozark everyone's talking about fucking ozark <laughs> i haven't i haven't i haven't watched it either no. i haven't finished it no I, I i i got about midway through the first season i haven't gotten past that though all right so that's that's you're not gonna hear ozark content on here not yet no, anyway not yet maybe we'll, we'll get to it yeah we'll definitely get to I, it. i want to watch the rest of better call Saul first I it's a better show. <laughs> so everyone's talking about fucking Ozark and that's a show that you can binge watch. You just fly through it, right? Yeah. It's already on season three. Tiger King comes out. Everyone flies through that. That was Tiger. seven episodes. Um, I didn't even watch the recap episode because somebody told me it was like dog shit. It it's, wasn't, it's, wasn't really yeah, good. I, it, yeah. When people said there's a new episode of Tiger King coming out and it turns out to be like an interview episode with Joel McHale, it's like, yeah. all right, I guess. No, thanks. I'm not I'm not that big on Joel McHale. No. Like he's I like the soup. Yeah, I, I yeah, I loved I loved him in the soup. Um I was never a big community guy. No. It's on uh it's on Netflix now. I know though, they just so put it on Netflix. So. I, I, I started watching it and it's funny. It's no, good. it's good. Yeah, it's a good show. It has a good cast. Yeah. I love Allison Bree. Mm-hmm. Um Same, same, same. And obviously Donald Glover is is amazing. Right. But whatever. <laughs> anyway, um, so so that that comes out and everyone just flies through it, right? Yep. And it has its moment in time, and it stays number one on Netflix for a couple of weeks. People are just yeah. you know eating it up, right? Now it's gone. And now it's gone. Yeah. Right. This Jordan documentary is going to release for the next couple of weeks, and they've been releasing two episodes per week. So yeah. we have three more weeks left then. Yeah. And and. They, it's been doing numbers, dude. I don't have the numbers on me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I probably should have because I was going to argue this point. But <laughs> yeah, well, they've been advertising it with like the the amount of viewers that they've been getting. They've been doing fucking numbers. Yeah, the Nielsen. And I uh, wonder. I rating. just wonder. And obviously, there's no way to really quantify this or find out. But it's just, I just wonder because I've heard I've heard people say that a couple mm-hmm. of people that I've talked to about the Jordan doc, they've yeah. all said like, dude. It's in collaboration with Netflix. Just put right. it on Netflix so I can binge it and be done with it. But it's yeah. like, but is that what you want? Yeah, that's true. Uh, well, it's 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 doing what um, a lot of TV shows have done that are released traditionally mm-hmm. weekly, um, and something I think benefited a lot of like, for instance, in particular, Twin Peaks: The Return. Yeah. Uh, very heady show, very confusing, lots to unpack. So every episode, you'd have another week yeah. to unpack what you just saw, to talk about it on your message boards, to talk about it with your significant others, 
and try to wrap your head around what you just experienced, right? Yeah, right. Very different thing than a Jordan documentary, but the point remains the same. It gives you more time to breathe and live with what you just saw. Right. So it's beneficial in that element of of viewership, but at the same time, I agree. <laughs> as soon as I saw the presented by Netflix, I'm like, Come I just on. want it all. I want it now. Let me see it at I my want own pace. It now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and I mean, it's a testament to how good the documentary is. Is that I that I want it all right now in order to binge it all at yeah. the same time and just get it all, get it all now. I but, just I wish that I the only dude this would be perfect for me if. I had just one fucking person at my job to talk uh, sports with. Yeah. If I had one fucking person to have a have a, a water cooler conversation with mm. about these Jordan docs, this would be perfect. Because probably, I love this shit. You probably shouldn't use that water cooler. Why not? It's, could be contaminated. Oh, yeah, I guess. It was, yeah. Everyone it touching that knob. Close. Yeah, can you imagine? Yeah, it's a hot bed right there. You know... This is kind of a detour, but we'll get back. There's a couple of things that like people are doing nowadays to kind of keep shit clean that yeah. I think like we should just be doing. Like, like <laughs> fast food workers should be, should wearing, be gloves. wearing gloves. They yeah. just should. They yeah. should be wearing gloves, and they should be changing them all the time. Yeah. I mean, I've worked at a couple of fast food restaurants, and they teach you to change your gloves all the time. Yeah. And they don't do it. We no. don't do it. No. We didn't do it. It's more of a you should do this, but... Yeah, you know. I mean, we've I, I, dog. I've worked with people with. I mean, their gloves would be just tattered to all hell, and it's Ugh. like just replace them. Right. Just take. You them might off as well not be wearing gloves on. at that point. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly. You're going it. through the motions. And there's just like little things that we should just be do- like. Okay, Uber Eats, for instance, they mm-hmm. now have an option where they can just leave it at the door, and That's, it's like you know yeah. what? Fucking keep that Mo- option. Most places that is now the only option you have. Good is, is contactless. Uber Eats. Good. It's I don't great. Yeah. like leave it at the door and I'll get it when I want to. I don't yeah. want to fuck, you know, I don't want to have to get up and hey, how's it? Thank, thank you. Well, right. Just leave it at the fucking door. Yeah. You get back in the car and you yeah. drive off. You don't even have to interact with me. There are a few people that aren't accepting like actual cash anymore, too. So Good. they don't have to handle bills. Good. Yeah. Good. Yep. South, he, he, he's like, I don't want to fucking touch cash. Why do people still use cash right now? Yeah. Why are people using cash? Yeah, it's a bad idea. It's disgusting. Yep. But it's been disgusting. That's my point. Right. It's like it's right, right, been right. gross. There are things always that can kill you. Yes. <laughs> or get you sick. But there's things, there's steps that we could be taking. Washing your hands all the time is not a weird thing. Yeah. That, like, they're not, like, this whole pandemic thing where they say to wash your hands more is not out of the realm of normalcy. Right. You should be washing well, and, your hands that much. It's not, It's especially not for uh, uh, you know, a certain amount of people that have already been doing this. I'm not talking about like germaphobes necessarily, but just some people wash more often mm-hmm. than others. Mm-hmm. Some people don't wash at all. Yeah. There's some people, we discussed it before. Yeah, the filthy Be- animals. In, in in the men's bathroom who go to the bathroom and just walk yeah, out. the straight up gorillas right who go into the bathroom and just just walk away and you see them and you go and and sometimes you're in a restaurant and you're like you're about to go eat yeah disgusting oh god uh yeah so i i i think you know i think after this is all said and done and who knows when that's going to be 
But I think when this is all said and done, at least for a time, we're all going to be a lot cleaner. We should we should be. We should be. There's um, a lot of steps that we need to take I, as a uh, human race. I do know there's a downside to this, though, especially with antibacterial, um, is that uh, we need a certain amount of bacteria on us. Right. Like, we are, we are overkilling the bacteria on our bodies. Yeah. And that opens the door to a lot of other issues. Mm, interesting, because now we have to strike the balance. Right. So if we are washing our hands all the time with specifically antibacterial soap, using um, hand sanitizer all the time, uh, we are opening ourselves up to being more susceptible to being infected by diseases. Can you imagine if we could see germs? Well, that's, what I'm, that's exactly my point that I brought up just a couple minutes ago about if you could see if you could see oh, yeah, coronavirus, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. it'd be a different story, I feel. Because, yeah. you know, the guy you're shopping next to could have it. Yeah. Maybe he doesn't even know he has it. But if he glowed red, <laughs> I think we'd be freaking out, you know? Like, like like Bruce Leroy, if he had the glow. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <He> just... <laughs> yeah. If there was a physical manifestation of it, other than obviously like looking like you had the flu, yeah. Um, I think I think people would take it more seriously. Yeah, but unfortunately, uh, as as our great leader says, this is the invisible war. So invisible war, it's the invisible war. Right, and he is our wartime what, what, president. What is the thing he keeps repeating? We can't we can't have the cure be worse, worse. than the, the whatever the sickness or whatever. Yeah, yeah. he's such an idiot. Which he got from somebody else. Yeah, on Fox yeah, News. He just kept so. he just keeps repeating it. He loves it's, it. It's catchy. I like it. Mm-hmm. It's the best. Yeah. Anyway. anyway. Um. As we were. <laughs> I don't know why. Why did I go down that detour? Um, I got there. It doesn't matter. Jordan documentary. Yep. Um, <clears throat> I'm just, I, I, I'd, I'd love to be able to compare the number. I guess we will be able to compare when it's on Netflix. We'll be able to yep. see like what kind of numbers it does. Because like uh, uh, um, uh, Breaking Bad, for instance. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it did gangbusters when it hit Netflix. Right. And it was the reason. That it's one of the wat- one of the most watched finales uh-huh. of all time because yeah. it got on Netflix. Netflix, yeah, and it opens up to an entire different uh, demo, entire different uh, group of people, and and the ability to binge watch something, to be able to catch up to what you're watching live, yeah. gives you the opportunity to be a part of the zeitgeist before it's over. Right. If you had to, if you had to catch up on. Breaking Bad to get to the finale, you'd have to you'd have to watch because they did it. They did the the um, marathon on AMC. Yeah, they were yeah, like, yeah. we're gonna play the whole thing all the way through. Yeah. Can you imagine having to sit in front of your TV and just you just catch <laughs> you're literally it? you're literally binge watching at yeah. that point, like you, but through commercials. Yeah, um, couldn't do it. Well, that's I mean the the entire reason why I got into Breaking Bad to begin with was because it was on Netflix. Yeah, that I caught up with the current season. Uh, which was season three, I think, yeah. uh, because the first two were on Netflix. Yeah, you guys were on season three. I caught up with it um, and got through season three and started watching live season four. And mm-hmm. we watched season four and five together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if and it yeah, wasn't the only for way that, we'd be able to do that. Well, and and that's the thing. Like I think that's that was like the ace in the hole for Breaking Bad because it has a notably slow start. Yes, and uh, you know it. I remember watching Breaking Bad like the first couple of episodes on AMC 
I didn't watch them when they premiered, but they had reruns yeah. at some point. And I watched them, and I was like, this is interesting, but I don't know if I want to stick with it. Yeah. So it, I, I think a lot of people felt that way and weren't willing to tune in to a specific time to watch it. Yeah. But they were willing to give it a shot if they could do it at their own pace, pause it mid-episode if they needed to, mm. and keep going, you know? Yeah. So I think I think – not to get, not to take anything away from Breaking Bad because it is one of the best TV shows of all time, but I think that it may not have found its footing if it wasn't for Netflix. Yeah, and you know AMC streaming or whatever they have too. I, I'll do you one better. <clears throat> um, Parks and Rec. Yeah. Parks and Rec's first season is is trash. It's it's, it's bad. It's awful. Yeah, I, I got through it all, but it was garbage. And and not only is it garbage, it is universally. Accept it mm-hmm. as garbage. And uh, even, I would say, even worse than that, it's not true to the characters. Well, Be- they, they evolve not past only, there. Not only do they evolve, what's interesting about the first season is they rewrote the characters. Yeah. They actually went back and said, this isn't working. Yeah. And they rewrote the characters for yeah. season two. You can feel it. And the Parks and Rec that we all know and love is a direct result of how bad season one is. Mm-hmm. And they went, no, this isn't working. We need to do something different or this show's going to get which canceled. Is, which is a great lesson in knowing your faults, being able to accept them, and changing. Right. So they did that. Because if they stuck to their guns... That show would have been canceled we, season we two and a half. wouldn't be talking about... Absolutely not. Parks and Rec anymore. Season two and onward... It just gets better and better. Yeah. Until you hit like season four and five, you're like, this is the best. I, I, for my money, it's the it's one of the best comedies I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. I love Parks and Rec, and I get into this argument all the time, <laughs> and I'm not gonna do it here, but you I definitely love, want I love to. Parks. Oh, you you better believe I yep. want to. Yeah. Uh, but I love Parks and Rec. Anyway. Yep. I think that that, like you said, it's a it, it's a good lesson there, and it's also a good lesson in. It, well, it's not a good lesson, but it is a good case study mm-hmm. in what would have happened if me for instance i'm a, I'm a parks and rec super fan but sure. if i had to watch Rashida season jones one fan. don't even get me started on Rashida <laughs> jones dude <laughs> she's I, great she's i would great. i would go to war yeah for Rashida jones invisible war i would start a world war <laughs> over <laughs> Rashida jones it's fair um but if I had to start with season one yeah. and had to watch that week to week, there's no way I would have yeah. sat through that. Yeah. Yep. I'll even say this. Selfie told me that Parks and Rec is a good show. You just have to get through the first season. But mm-hmm. he was like, if you want to understand everything, you have to watch the first season. Right. It's going to suck, but you, you, you bully through it and get to yeah. the second season. And even then... It took me two tries. I watched it, watched the first couple of episodes, and I was like, he's wrong. Nope. I'm not doing this. I can't nope. do it. And then I picked it up again and was like, I'm going to get through this. I'm mm. going to get to the second season. He said it's good. Yeah. I trust his opinion. And it and it worked out eventually. But like, if I had to watch that week to week, dude, yeah, no fucking way. Yeah. No fucking way. Yeah. So that's interesting. I mean, and, and the Jordan doc... I mean, it starts so fucking good. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't need that. No, absolutely but not. At the same time, I don't think it being a weekly show is a sin. No. I think it's it's helping to extend the conversation a little bit. Yeah. Um, because now we can kind of, you know, I, I think the best thing that's coming out of it being weekly is that these 
individuals are getting their dues. Finally, yeah. Scotty Pippen. Yeah. Um, uh, what Rodman. was the last one? Rodman. Rodman. Incredible. Incredible yeah. story. Incredible story about him. We, you know, like I know him as being this brash player, you know, rough around the edges, party dude. Yeah. But to to see him as this, you know, really quiet, conservative, like shy kid. Yeah. At the beginning, it just kind of it 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 makes his story that much more compelling. Yeah. And I, you know, I I. I wrote him off as this sort of uh, caricature of himself. Yeah. But understanding him as a person now a bit better uh, makes me just uh, overall appreciate him not only as an athlete but as a, a human being more. Well, in, in, in defense of, of your earlier argument, yeah, he has become a caricature of himself. For sure, for sure, for sure. Absolutely. But it's important to remember where he started. Yeah. His journey, how he got to where he is now. Right. You know? Yeah. It's He's not just a, a reality TV show guy who d- talks to communists or whatever. Yeah. You know? Like, that's not all of him. You yeah. know? At one point, he was a critical element of this dynasty. Right. And an cr- incredible player. Yeah. Incredible athlete. Super smart, apparently. And Yeah. Uh, and even before that, like, just the shy kid from from you know humble beginnings yeah it's just it's a really interesting story to see his entire character arc if you will yeah you know so i i i think the fact that we're getting this amount of time with each of these people i don't know if it's going to keep going for the rest of the season as far as like focusing on uh key players within the team um apparently we're gonna we're gonna finally get into According to Bill Simmons, we're going to finally get into, like, the shitty stuff that Jordan would do. Okay. In, like, five, six, seven, eight, we're going to, like, really start Focus to on explore. Him. Yeah, because, I mean, so far, it's just, like you said on Twitter, it's like, I don't see the controversy here. Yeah. Like, he's he's uh, competitive. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. crazy. Wow. I'm just afraid of them not going to these darker places, for them not to really fully explore the psyche of Jordan and the dark side of Jordan. Yeah. Um, and it just be this big like publicity stunt. Right. And it not really go as far as it should. They have me on the hook now, mm-hmm. but there's still enough line to, to convince me otherwise yeah. as this being a, a great documentary. 100%. I completely agree with you. I really hope that they, that they go down that dark road. Yeah, because there is darkness there. We know that there's darkness there. If you've kept up with Jordan's story post NBA, you know that there's darkness there. He's yeah. not like he's not the no. best dude. No, he's not the best person. <laughs> and also, he has said himself that like the documentary is going to make him look like an asshole. Right. And you know, I I I want to see that. I want to see. I I want to I want to truly examine myself. Yeah. And how my feelings will change depending on how shitty. Of a person he actually is. Right. You know? Yep. And I agree. Because as far as I'm concerned, like, right now, I'm on board, dude. <laughs> I'm completely <laughs> on board with everything that he's done, everything that he has said, his sentiment about, you know, those old days and, like, everything. Everything. I'm on board. So. Yeah. <clears throat> and and at some point, they have to explore his dad getting sh- killed. And- right. I, I What I'm looking for in this is, like... uh some some like pathos for him you know like 
where we we explore his darker his darkest elements uh his shittiest elements and maybe there's some regret or maybe there's not and maybe it's just we realize who he is as a person yeah and we can fully analyze that and just say okay you know the evidence is there the book is written you know that's who he is as a person and we get why he is and maybe that was the trade-off for his greatness was that he had to sacrifice some humanity you know yeah no dude it's it's funny that you said that i was listening to uh uh, the brilliant idiots, mm-hmm. uh, Charlemagne and and Schultz, Andrew Schultz. Uh-huh. That's exactly what they were saying. Yeah, is that maybe Michael Jordan is maybe the best athlete of all time, right? Mm-hmm. But LeBron James is, I mean, he's got to be happier, right? Right. He just yeah. has to be. Yeah. When you think about it, when you look at how, when you look at them on Kobe too, you know, like yeah, Kobe, yeah, Kobe they was apparently a, a great dad, and you know, just a family man, and yeah. doing it good after you know, obviously some controversy, but he seemed to straighten his life out and be happy yeah. and good and be able to not only be a competitive monster, but also you know, turn that off when he gets home right. and just be a dad and it doesn't seem like michael's ever able to turn no, it off no like I, I was i was reading one story where he um he, he i mean he would he would get angry at table tennis we, when he was getting, we he, had this conversation yeah that's we right. talked that's about right. we did we, we talked about him about him yeah, on here we, well and no way we talked about it on the way to the beach that's one time. right that's right <laughs> we had that whole co- with lottie and katie yes and they were and yes that's right and uh-huh. we were talking about how the it, this is what it takes to be right. the, 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 greatest. the greatest. Yeah, If you want to be a goat, this is the kind of thing right. that you have, you have to, to sacrifice. You have to make some sacrifices, yeah. Your humanity is one of them, apparently. Right. It's just it, so funny. It, it, it's, it's like a Greek like tragedy yes. where you have to give up the thing you love or yes. something. You know, like, it, it's just, it, it's so poetic in a way. Yeah. So if they were to, to, to tell that story, I'd be all... All aboard for that. Yeah, I hope they do. I hope that they do. We'll I see what happens. This could just be a highlight reel for Jordan. Who knows? Yeah. I don't think know? so. I, 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 I'm thinking the fact that he sat on this footage was probably because he was like, I'm not ready for people to see me in that light yet. Yeah. And now he's like, look, I'm in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I've done what I need no to do. No one can touch my legacy. Yeah. It's fine. I mean, people are going to not be so happy about it, but I'm okay with it. Right. So I hope. I really hope. I hope so. Really hope. It could be on the, the converse of that, him saying, I need to solidify my legacy. And let me put out this this uh, little piece that seems controversial, but really will end up with me being the hero in the end. I mean, he is a spiteful person. Correct. Oh, man. <laughs> so Spite from that Jordan. could be the thing. That could be Dude, the, the thing. The fact that he's like still angry at Isaiah. It's so good. Oh, I love it. I, I love, love that it meme so much. Yeah, it's already like immediately, <laughs> immediately. <laughs> him Just looking at the at iPad it. like, mm, mm. I don't think so. I don't believe it. I don't believe a word he's saying. <laughs> oh man! You see him uh, splice that with the chameleonaire. Uh, no. Oh, the the we're chameleonaire. Dude, chameleonaire story about Michael Jordan is insane. <laughs> It's insane. I love it. I love it. It sounds it sounds exactly what I expect. Bro, and well, you know what's funny is that's one of the first stories that I heard where I was like, "Oh, Michael Jordan's like not a nice kind guy of an apparently. asshole." Wow. And then you hear more and more stories and you're like, "Oh, yeah. he's kind of he kind of sucks as a person." Yeah. And you want you want your you want your heroes to be like LeBron, 
Yeah. You want them to be guys who are signing shoes for everybody yeah, yeah, and course. doing charity and all this shit. You want them to be good people generally. Yeah. Unless that's part of their like character where they're kind of an asshole. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, up until recently, Conor McGregor, for instance. Right. It's like you expect him to be brash and like a an asshole. That's part of his character. But um, yeah, I agree. I mean, most people want their heroes to remain heroes. That's why they say never get too close to your heroes. Right. Never meet your heroes. But the um, thing is, it, it goes along with the argument that I've been making for years, and I'll probably write a book on this at some point. The 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 idea that just because a guy is arrogant or mm-hmm. not a nice person, right, that somehow affects their legacy. And like yeah. they don't these athletes and celebrities and they don't owe us niceness. No. You know, just like you want it because you want to feel better about yourself. So you don't want well, and, and, LeBron and, to say he's the best. And, you know, to be honest, kindness doesn't equal greatness. All I, the time. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. How are you? I mean, there's some toes that got to get stepped on. Yeah. There is a story about Phil Jackson. They, they talk about it in the documentary mm-hmm. and, and how he, he was next up in line for the job, for, for the um, coaching job, right? Yeah. And, and Doug Collins got fired and Phil Jackson replaced him or whatever. And they kind of gloss over it. Yeah. But the real story is like Phil Co- Phil Jackson, Phil Collins. Phil, Phil Collins. Jackson. I can feel it coming in the air tonight. Phil Jackson was apparently pretty instrumental in taking Doug Collins' job. Mm-hmm. Not just waking up one day and a coaching job fell in his lap. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's things like that. He where Jay like, Leno did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You want, I mean, I truly believe that Phil Jackson, and I'm not in the minority here, obviously. I'm stating the obvious. Phil Jackson is a Jedi master. Of course. He's the greatest coach of all time. Yeah. And there's no, like, I'm not arguing his greatness, but for you to think that he just woke up He's one day. <laughs> oh, wow. This fell into my lap. Right. Like, don't be that naive. Right. You know? Of course. But that's the thing. People want Phil Jackson to be the Zen master that he is now back then. Yeah. But how is he going to get that job? How is he going to be that person yeah. by being the Zen master? Now, boot, you know, you yeah. can't have he had, Buddhism he, he had in a, a cutthroat industry. He had to cut his teeth somewhere. Of course. In order to allow him to get to that of spot. Of course. So. And people need to just stop being honestly stop being bitches, bro. That's <laughs> I mean that's just that's the truth of them. Stop being a bitch about it. Well, and it also it also I think I, I I think opening that door and realizing that sometimes success is 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 born out of somebody else's tragedy. Right. Uh I think realizing that it scares people. It scares people and it makes people feel uncomfortable because they never want to be the bad guy. Right. But I think it's healthy for you as a human being to realize you're going to have to be the bad guy sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. You're going to have to. And sometimes it's for the best mm-hmm. that you have to, in a situation, be the bad guy. It's for the best of everybody involved, not just you. Not right. Exactly. Not a selfish, not a selfish way. Yeah. Sometimes in a certain situation for a long-term goal, you got to be the bad guy. Doesn't mean you need, you need to be cruel. It doesn't mean you need to stick the knife in and twist it. But at the same time, sometimes in some situations, you just got to be comfortable knowing you're going to be the bad guy. Right. That's it. That's it. It's hard to swallow. I mean, no, I know it was for me as somebody who always tries to be the you know, 
the nicest guy I possibly can to people, mm-hmm. give people the benefit of the doubt until I possibly cannot. Yeah. But sometimes you got to be a bad guy. Yeah. <clears throat> That's okay. Yeah. We're I all mean, human. I, I'm in the same boat. You know, it, it, it's, it sucks. It sucks to be, there's certain people who are, are born with, with maybe a, a lack of, empathy for other people unfortunately they end up being leaders (laughs) (laughs) and there's and and most people are born with that thing that that says well i can't say that that's mean right but you know there's 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 i mean like there's there's a moment where they're uh the the bulls are in france and they're playing like this exhibition like tournament with the french players and they beat the dog shit out of them because yeah, USA, USA, <clears throat> and uh, at one point, one of the one of the younger players, I forgot who it was, he was like, ah, and he was he was celebrating, he was celebrating the win, and MJ was like, this is nothing, dude, and like he turns <laughs> to him and he like tries to give him a hug, and he's like, I can't get no hug, and he's like, no, <laughs> no, and he was just, I mean, like he was joking, but he was also kind of like, this is nothing, dude, yeah, yeah. like this is nothing, y- you are nothing, to you me. are nothing, you right. have no idea what we're going to have to go through during the NBA season to retain our championship. Yeah. Like you don't get it. And I forget, I think it may have been during the, uh, the Olympics where that, the guy was like, can you, can, can I, can I get your shoes oh, or yeah. no, armband? No, 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 that was no, the, the one guy grabs his armband. That's right. Yeah. It, it was during, <laughs> there's the one moment when he's in France and he's getting fitted for the suit and the guy's like, can you sign this? And, and <laughs> MJ looks over and he's like, I don't. And the one guy comes by and he's like, say boo boo play. And he's like, yeah. I mean, fuck, man. I was just trying to get a fucking autograph. <laughs> right. Fuck you. Right. <laughs> that was good. Yes, there, this it was also in the French ex- exhibition game. That's he's like, was, can yeah. I get your jersey? And he just gives it to him. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, he just beat the dog shit out of these guys, and he was still like, "Can I get your jersey?" Right, exactly. exactly. <laughs> that, yeah, that that's exactly what like uh, kind of leapt off the page for me was like, even though you were like demolished, you're in awe of this person. Yes. yes. So much so that you become a fan. Yeah. You know, like it's just I don't know. It's just wild. Yeah, it's it's insane to think about. So. Man, I can't. I cannot wait. I wait for Sundays. Uh, like you said, like as if as if sports were still going on. Right. I it's it's something Sundays, to look forward man. to, and it's 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 like a it's a shared experience in a way that you wouldn't have if it was just on Netflix right now. Yeah. Now, mind you, when it comes out on Netflix, I plan on rewatching it all. Yeah. Especially if the rest of it goes the way it's been going. Yeah. Um, but you know there there are certain things that like i i feel like i've missed especially in the last episode uh-huh. um where i was like eating dinner or something or like i may have missed a line or something i went to the bathroom whatever yeah so i want i want a full dedicated like watch when it's finally on Netflix. that's smart that's smart yeah. that's I'll, I'll probably do the same probably rewatch it cuz man it it bears repeating yeah i mean especially for our generation where like you know we got the the uh, late half of his career yeah um, we weren't there for his 80s, early 90s, uh, right? You know, yeah. But, and, and and again, I mean, like I said, I started watching basketball pretty early, but even even still, I mean, I was only seven, eight when he retired yeah. from the Bulls, right? So I was eight years old. Like, how much you do were you eight, know how, about? How old was I? Let's see, ten, yeah, nine ish, ten, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I remember I remember that vividly. I remember I have vague memories of him playing like in his prime prime mm-hmm. before he went to baseball for that weird season. Yeah. 
Um, I that's have, like a fever dream for me. I don't. Have, I have no <laughs> recollection of that. I have no. I have some memory of that. I have some memory of that. And uh, that's the thing. Like I, I grew up in a world where, in a world, in a world where. Hold on. Give Give me your best in a world. In a world. In a world. It's pretty good. That's all right. I can't uh, get down that low, man. In a world. 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 That's good. It's that's got to be a little more that's, dramatic. Though. That's the grindhouse version. In yeah, a world. In, in a world. The Texas Chainsaw yeah, Massacre. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah. There will be blood. It's, it's very stunted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I I grew up in a <laughs> in a <Dude>. world <laughs> in a world yeah where Michael Jordan was a known thing yeah uh he was coming into himself at that point but like it was just like it was kind of like Jaws you know like you 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 just know Jaws is a classic yeah movie yeah and you know Michael Jordan is a maybe the best player to ever do it yeah. That was already the conversation being had at the point. Like, like he may be the best who's ever done it. Mm-hmm. I think it was even more concrete at that point because we didn't have any of the recent superstars who've come out. Yeah, um, I, I think I think by ninety six, ninety seven, we had already just established like, oh, he might be the greatest basketball player of all time. There I mean, might not he, be anyone who's ever going to do what he's done. And, and that was the conversation being had at the time when I was a, a little kid. Was like. He's the greatest to ever do it and ever will. Yeah. Uh, nobody will perfect their game like Michael has because yeah. he has it all. And he's like a super freak of nature that can just do everything. Yeah. He's great. Just will a win from sheer willpower. Right. <laughs> just right. to decide, like, we're going to win today. Yeah. So I don't want to lose tonight. And then, like, they don't. Right. <clears throat> and... To be uh, not only that, but like to, he was the first guy to transcend the sport and make it a global entity, right? Like these guys and just, start his own brand. I mean, they at just the same have time, no and... idea what they owe to him. Oh yeah, I mean he's he's the blueprint for the modern player. Yeah, he's. I mean, if you think about it, like he's the first one to really do it all. Yeah, like like the players do now. Right, and you know, strike the deal with Nike. And all this, I heard this anecdotal story. I don't know if it's completely true, but um, you know, his, his son played for UCF. Yeah. And uh, UCF apparently they had a deal. I think a sponsorship deal with like Adidas. Mm-hmm. And so his son came out with Nikes, as you may assume. Of course. <laughs> and so uh, I think the team got fined for him wearing Nikes. Yeah. The next season. All UCF gets Nike gear. That's it. Simple as that. Simple as that. You know? So, uh, you know, like, just, you know, Michael's not just an athlete, but he's an entrepreneur. Yeah. And I think it, it, it it's um it's something that kind of goes without saying now where you assume that a superstar is going to have their shoe line and right. have these sponsorships and all this stuff. But that wasn't the norm before Michael. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the norm. So I think he... Uh, doesn't get enough respect as far as his entrepreneurship and you know, Haynes and all that, all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, he really opened the door to a lot of athletes to make a lot more money. Yep. 
uh, just by being the face of something yeah, to I be mean, in a movie, you know? I mean, they, they talk, you know, they're, they're much of, much was made of Scottie Pippen's contract uh, when he signed it, and people were like, wow, what, an, what a stupid contract. But, like, Michael signed a similar contract. Like, yeah. there was, before he be, before he blew up, there wasn't the blueprint of, oh, this is how it's done. This is how much money we could make. This, these are the limits that we can that we can blow past. Right. You know, he had to do those things in order for people to understand, like, oh, the sky's the sky is the limit. Like, there's nothing that can stop right. us as far as long as our talent can get us there and our entrepreneurship and our charisma and everything. Like, we could get to those places. And you know, so it it, it, it took that that people don't understand. Like, you want to shit on Jordan, but or or, or Scottie Pippen, but Jordan. Look at look at the amount of money that Jordan made in his playing career. Right. He didn't make that much money. No. There's guys now who who just eat his contract. Oh, up, for sure, dude. for sure. I mean, even even taking aside like um, what's it called? Inflation. Inflation. Yeah. yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. Even put that put that aside. They still eat his contract up. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um. But I mean, we could go into that's there's so Sp- much sports there. contracts yeah. and all that. But uh, needless to say, um. It's a great documentary. Yes. Tune in if you so haven't been far, tuning in. It's been amazing. Uh, they've been doing a thing where they'll repeat the last two episodes the day of the new yeah. episode. Uh huh. So catch that beforehand if you need to catch up. Yeah. Eventually, we're assuming this is all going to end up on Netflix anyway. Yeah. So if you miss it and you don't feel like tuning in week by week, you can just wait until it's over in yeah. another three weeks, and they'll probably, I think, put it up pretty immediately pretty, after pretty quickly, there. Yeah. Um, I so. stop watching like as soon <clears throat> as soon as as soon as it's over, I turn it off. I don't watch um, um, uh, Stan Van Pelt's uh, recap. Okay, and I don't watch um, the uh, the fucking um, preview of the the next, next episode. I, I don't watch any of that shit. I I'm do like, both I, of those things. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta take a piss, dude. All I'm right, go for it. Vamp about MJ and I don't know. It's been killing me. Okay, I'm gonna have to go right after you. <laughs> so. Think think about some material when you're in there, okay. um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm not a huge sports guy. Everybody, if you haven't realized, because I'm I'm more of a nerd. I'm an inside kid. If if uh, if if you know what I'm talking about. But that being said, Michael Jordan's always been this sort of mythical uh, freak of nature uh, in the sports world for me. Uh, so I think anyone from our generation kind of be able to to I guess see where I'm coming from with this where this documentary kind of it makes more of a human uh, which is good because he's not this mythical creature obviously he's a human being and uh, he just played basketball really good and made some really good business calls Um, so I think this is even if you're not like super into sports I think this is a good documentary for you to watch too especially if you're of a certain age um, where you grew up, you know, hearing about Michael Jordan, but maybe not seeing uh, everything he did and not being there along for the ride. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't recommend it enough. There there are some qualms, of, as we said earlier, but, you know, it's it's still definitely worth a watch. Ugh, what are you recommending? The Michael Jordan oh, documentary. The Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I essentially just said that uh, if you're of a certain age, like I am, uh, you grew up watching Jordan uh, as this mythical being. But this documentary, at least so far, has kind of made him more of a human, and it's good. Yeah. It's good that we see him as more of a human being who 
played basketball really good and made some good business decisions and you know we get more uh introspection on him as a human being and i'm gonna go pee you go yeah you go do that <laughs> oh my god jeez so sloppy look at him look at him just knocking stuff over anyway um yeah to kind of add on to whatever the fuck he said um as a person who uh was acutely aware of NBA basketball at that time like it's it, it's really interesting to see people argue you know like the LeBron thing the Kobe thing and um it's just uh you can tell that a lot of the arguments from these people are arguments from people who never actually watched Michael Jordan play basketball you know they look at the numbers and that even when you look at the numbers, that even that is still like, I mean, look, <clears throat> you go to the finals six times and you win six times. You go to the finals six times and you win only three times. In my eyes, I don't really think that there's an argument there. But fine. You want to argue about the other numbers, the fact that like Michael, or I'm sorry, LeBron is, is, is uh, and look, <clears throat> I'm not even a LeBron hater. Let's, let's just get that out there. I don't even I don't even hate LeBron like that. Um, I do I do have I have my qualms with him, but as far as like playing ability and him versus MJ, I think the argument is definitely there's something to be said there, um, especially when that when when you go individual numbers versus individual numbers for sure. I mean you know um, LeBron James has more MVP awards. Um, I think he has more Finals MVPs. He's never won defensive player of the year. I think that I think honestly, dude, I think that's one of the biggest things and I I don't think that people really talk about this as much, but that's one of the biggest things that differentiates those two players is that defensive player of the year award is a big fucking deal. And, you know, there's a lot to be said for that argument. You can have it all day. People are going to have it for centuries. And then the next guy is going to come up, and we're going to have that argument. Maybe Zion Williamson it becomes the next LeBron. Maybe he develops a jump shot, and he's a, he becomes a really good defender. And then, you know, now we're talking about that guy. Who knows? Maybe he makes the New Orleans Pelicans a fucking dynasty. Such a bad name. It's an awful name. The Pelicans? Oh, they had so many choices. I know. So many better choices. So many better choices. And they picked the Pelicans. So bad. Anyway, <sighs> watch the doc. Um, I miss the Supersonics. Yeah, they've been trying to bring back the Supersonics for years. Yeah. And uh, there's just not enough support in the city of Seattle. And there's not enough. I think the NBA, like we all, everybody who watches the NBA. I mean, that's that's why the, that's why the Hornets got their team back. Yeah. Because everyone was like. It's just better than the Bobcats. For sure. The yeah. Charlotte Bobcats is stupid. No. It's uh, a bad name. They have bad colors. Their uniforms suck. I miss just the, bring back the Hornets. I used to really like the Jazz. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're still a team. I know. I know. No, but like back in the day, like the old school Jazz, like the 90s Jazz, like the Jazz you'll find in like NBA Jam. Yeah. Like you the Carl Malone, John yes. Stockton Jazz. 100%. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. They were dope. I, I randomly fell into them, and you know how? Mm. I... Uh, I think we were at like a maybe like an Applebee's or something. Okay. Some kind of, you know, family restaurant. Sure. And uh, my parents gave me a couple quarters to put into the machine, uh-huh. the sticker machine. Yeah. And it was of the uh, NBA teams 
they had little holographic stickers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I put one in to the random NBA team thing, hoping I'd get a magic one because, you know, Orlando boy. Orlando. Welcome uh, to the old town. Or the Knicks. I'd take the Knicks too. Yes. Um, So I, I, I did it, and I got the Jazz. And uh. I went, the Jazz? <laughs> oh, man. And my brother said, the Jazz are pretty good. And yeah. I was like, really? <laughs> he goes, yeah. And I went, all right, I'll take the Jazz. That's funny. And that, that became my team for like a year or two. Oh. Yeah. Just from uh, that. You know, honestly, before I moved here. Put I, them on my binder. I, I was I was definitely not a Magic fan before I moved here. Um, of course not. Yeah. No. Who, yeah. Why Why would? I mean, I, they were a cool team. Uh, they had oh, cool yeah, yeah. uniforms. They had Shaq and they were, Penny. They, they, were they were new. Dope. Yeah, they were new. They were a newer team. It's like, yeah, of course they were fun. And yeah. they made it to the finals. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, they God, were. I, I miss, like One of my favorite memories is Shaq Magic. Yeah. And Hardaway. Yeah. Fuck. So good. Yeah. It's a great time See, to be in Orlando. I, I got here I got here right after that. Yeah. So Shaq had already Shaq was already in LA. Yeah. And Penny was already I mean, he was already dealing with injuries and stuff. They were a shadow of the team that they used to be when I got here. Right. But I still I was like, okay, I'm finally like we settled, you know what I'm saying? We were a military family and we finally mm-hmm. were like, This is our home. We're gonna be here. So where I was like, okay, we have to pick a team. We have to actually be fans of a team. Like, we can't be the fucking... I mean, we came from Germany. You know what I'm right. saying? And then, you know, where we were before that was fucking um, Maryland. So it's like, are uh-huh. we going to be a fan of the Wizards or, mm. you know, pick a random team? It's like, no, right. we'll, we'll be Magic fans. So in like 97, 98, we were like, all right, fuck it, we'll be Magic fans. From that point forward, I was a Magic fan. But there was also, you know... Alan Iver- I've talked about this before, but Alan Iverson is my favorite player okay. of all time. Of course. And and the answer. So I was a big uh, Sixers fan, so I knew everything there was to know about the Sixers at the time. And I like the uh, Harlem Globetrotters. Um but yeah, I mean it, 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 they were they were already it was yeah no the, the magic weren't the yeah, team they were past to, their prime yeah they were not yeah. the, the team to, sh- to to root for do but you I, think but, question question go ahead. I'm sorry yeah yeah no, no. do you think that the Hardaway Shaq team is better than any other team that's come afterwards because we had a few little flourishes there no I I think I think that I think the 2009 team that made it to the finals and got yeah. beat by the Lakers ironically yeah. um, <laughs> I think right. that that team is probably I mean people. You know, they hate to it. They they probably wouldn't agree with me on this one because, you know, Penny was a flat. He was one of the in Penny's prime. He was one of the best point guards. People for sure. Yeah, people compared him to Magic Johnson. And well, and, and not only that, but like Jordan, he he was able to successfully make a brand of himself. Right, right. Little Penny, are you kidding me? Yes, yes. He had the shoes. He had the brand. He right. was a transcendent talent. Yes, he was healthy. And Shaq, obviously. Oh my God! What can you say about monster? Shaq? Yeah. So people, you know, it's it. And I'm Nick, so, and Nick Anderson I'm, and, and I'm, fucking. I'm I'm still so mad when I when I was old enough to realize how we did Shaq. <laughs> right. I'm so yeah. mad. Yeah. Well, and, and we had that magic um, documentary that kind of details. Yeah. Like everything that went into right. that. Right. Orlando <coughs> Sentinel. Mm-hmm. Fucking it up for everybody. Just fucking him, dude. Just God. Like, Damn it. When's this fat piece of shit going to leave? <laughs> and then he leaves and we're like, whoa, how come on? <laughs> so, God. yeah, I mean, that, that team was extraordinary. But honestly, that 2009, 2010 team, 
I really think that if they had kept that core together and added maybe one more weapon, I think that was a championship team for sure. Yeah. So, no, I don't think that they were the best iteration of the Magic. I think that 09 team was. I like the the balance. I like, you know, their 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 game plan. I like their coaching, the flow of how they played basketball. I just thought they were a really good team that had a chance if they had kept that core together and added another weapon instead of getting really weird with the Dwight thing and like Ugh. Oh God, it just got so yeah. strange. Yep. <clears throat> and, you know, the Magic are notorious for just you know, we we grabbed Patrick Ewing when he was out of his prime and fucking and and I mean, don't Dominique speak Wilkins. don't speak poorly on Patrick Ewing. No, I love Patrick Ewing. Well, what I was gonna say before you asked that the the magic question was, in NBA Jam, um, going back to me pretending I was a New Yorker. Sure. Um, I would I would either pick if if they had a good iteration of the Bulls, I would pick the Bulls. Yeah. Or or the Knicks, man. Yeah. I was a big like. Patrick Ewing, John Starks, oh, Allen Houston. You're, like, you're, those, you're, you're making my heart flutter right, right? now. I mean, those yeah. are the fucking oh. guys, dude. And 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 when <sighs> I anytime I I was playing a, an arcade game or like an NBA Live, like in the early mid nineties, yep. that was the team that I picked. Was yeah. was the Knicks? Yep. It wasn't the Magic. It wasn't the Sixers. It wasn't the Bulls. I always picked the Knicks. That's why we get along now. Yeah, that's it. Yep, that's the connection. Yep, it's like a it's like a. You can't see it. Yeah, it's but like you can it, feel it. It's ET. Yeah. It's like coronavirus. <laughs> you can't see it, but you but can you feel can it. You can feel it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah. We got anything else? Uh, let's talk very briefly. Since we're talking about NBA Jam, let's get into a quick video game talk. Oh, yeah. Here. Yeah. 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 Let's do it. Let's very, do it. very briefly. Um, so, um, you know, Last of Us. One of the best games of our generation, I'd mm-hmm. say. Uh, they have a sequel coming out that was uh, indefinitely delayed pretty recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the developer of that game is Naughty Dog. Naughty Dog. Naughty Dog. Naughty Dog. And apparently they've been some naughty dogs. They've been some naughty dogs. So there's been a lot of accusations of crunch over there. The developers aren't very happy with them. There's yeah. been a lot of people leaving the studio because they feel like they've been overworked. Um, you know, a pretty common story, unfortunately, within video game development. Yeah. But um, this story is a little different because, you know, it's one of the most highly anticipated games of this generation moving into next generation because a lot of people were assuming they were delaying this game because they really want to put it on PlayStation 5. Right. It's a PlayStation exclusive game if people aren't familiar. Yeah. Um, so that was some of the rumors going ar- around. <clears throat> but uh, recently, just about a week ago, a week uh, ago, a week ago, there you go. Um, apparently, somebody which has not been identified yet, at least officially. Oh, they're gonna get him. They're gonna get him. <laughs> they're gonna get him for sure. Um, but somebody has leaked uh, animations of the like end of The Last of Us Two. Yeah. Uh, as well as people have been taking that and also just, you know, basically just just putting out uh, uh, what's this word I'm looking for? Uh, just descriptions of the entire ending and the entire storyline. Essentially, yeah. there's yeah. typing it out and just putting it into threads to ruin the story. Essentially, for people. Yeah. Um, and now the major response from this has been like. 
at least online, has been, oh, Glide didn't have to buy it. Yeah. I You know, you see that everywhere. It's just, it, it's not really an anger of like, you ruined this game I've been looking forward to for so long. It's been... It's been. It's been. It's been this. It's been this weird. It's been feeling of cool. Glad that you told me about that, yeah. so I don't have to spend the sixty dollars. Like, but like but, indifference to it. Mm. No, I think some of that's just like kind of like a cool kid response of like nothing affects me. Yeah. Cool. I'm glad. That's fine. Um. On top of that, there's been a lot of like. I, I I don't even want to call it criticism, but like hatred for The Last of Us for making Ellie gay. So online, there's a lot of <laughs> tough bros that are like, great, I don't have to deal with this LGBTQ bullshit. Yes. You know? So I think that's some of it too. Um, but <sighs> but that aside, anyway, the, the story gets more interesting in the fact that uh, somebody has been hinting at the idea that this story was leaked, this entire storyline of The Last of Us 2, this most anticipated sequel of the Sony-exclusive game has been leaked by somebody within the studio itself, within Naughty Dog, who has been, like, shunned by the company or, you know, has been overworked and just is trying to get some vengeance out of it and just leaked it to try to affect sales and try to kind of stick it to them as a company. Um, Anyway, the the facts are this. They've decided to officially announce a release date in June. Yeah. Uh, And then they also announced that Ghost of Tsushima, which is not a game that has anything to do with Last of Us, other than it's a PlayStation exclusive too, is coming out in July. Yeah. Um. Another cool game you should check out. It looks awesome. Can't wait for that fucking yeah. game, man. Same. That's that's my most anticipated game right now. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just I can't. It looks great. It looks awesome. Oh. It looks incredible. Incredible. Anyway, um so, yeah. Um that's been the 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 the, the biggest I know. I know. Okay. I touched it. I touched it. Wait, you touched it. I touched it. You I touched, touched it. our headphones. Touched they got a little fuzzy for a second. It. It's, right. it's okay. Okay. Um but yeah, so the uh, the response from Jason Schreier, a guy that we've mentioned on this podcast before, a mm-hmm. uh, video game journalist who's now recently gotten off of his run on Kotaku uh, to go write for Bright, not Breitbart. What am I saying? Not Dude. Breitbart. <laughs> it's not Breitbart. <laughs> I was about to say, what? Bloomberg. Yeah, okay. Yeah, which is also not very still, good. I was just about to say, yes, yeah, still. Well, he talks about, you know, most of his coverage has been about, you know, video game companies not doing their their people right mm. and Bloomberg has been accused of the same thing so there's been a lot of that conversation going on of like y- you sold out man what yeah. are you doing we won't get into that here but he responded online about it by saying like you know even if in the worst of circumstances this is not how you react to um, being unhappy with your employment because what if it's true, if if this came from the inside, uh, from like a an employee, what they just did was undermined the work of thousands of people of their the the people that they're trying to help really uh, yeah. affecting sales possibly. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, definitely undermining the project itself and uh, affecting 
the people who want to consume this. Yeah. So, you know, I, I was just curious as far as what did you think about this? Was Is this an effective, in your mind, way of kind of vengeance to get back at the the people who have, have done you wrong? Or do you think they should have gone about it a different way? Well, I'll say this. Um, I'm, I'm very weary of criticizing how someone handles um, how they decide to, like, if they're trying to make a point about um, how they've been mistreated at a job, for instance, I'm very weary of criticizing how they handle that because we don't know that person's story. Right. We don't know what that person has been through. Yep. And I, I can tell you this, I've been on the receiving end of what I felt was unjust treatment at jobs. And <clears throat> I've handled quitting and firings in different capacities. There's, I've been petty and I've been professional. Right. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not defending either way of going about those things. Um, I would like to know how much this affects um, the little guys at, yeah. at, at Naughty Dog. Yeah. So, for example, if the guys who worked on this, if the, if the lower rung guys who worked on this game still get paid the same amount of money, then fuck it. Yeah. I, I don't really, I don't really care as yeah. long as those guys get paid the same amount of money and it doesn't affect their livelihood. But okay. So paid amount, the same amount of money I could see, but affect their livelihood. Maybe not. So if they don't sell enough copies, maybe they maybe like go mm. in the next season, you right, know? Right, right, right. So that, right. that's, that's my main concern with this entire thing is like, Sure, they're not getting like a percentage of sales, you know. Yeah. But their livelihood depends on the success of the game that they're developing. Right. So if That's true. they don't meet numbers because you know some guy just some decided to yeah. leak the uh, the animations of this this final scene, and you know they've they've responded as a, as a studio and said like. We're super disappointed that this happened, <clears throat> but keep in mind this is all like this is all pre-final footage. Mm. This isn't the complete story, and we hope you guys, you know, join us for the entire thing when now, it comes out. Now, what if? I mean, because Naughty Dog is going to come out with their statement, and people who are being treated well are going to come out with their statements and say, you know, this isn't the, the company that I know. <clears throat> But what if there's that story behind the scenes yeah. where Naughty Dog is treating their employees like shit? Mm -hmm. And this was the only way for this employee, or this is the only way that they thought they could get that story out, was yeah. by fucking taking a hammer to the window and saying, like, look what's going on in here. Well, and that's that's why I brought, brought up Jason Schreier, because he said, you know, you have X, Y, Z different ways of doing this effectively uh, effectively without affecting uh your fellow workers yeah but i'd like i'd like to hear his ideas i can look it up yeah i mean if you can i'll pull, <laughs> if, I'll, if I'll pull it up right now readily, on twitter yeah yeah i mean yeah because I, I would love to hear how somebody who 
I, I don't know his story either, so I'm not going to criticize him as a as a person. But there's a lot of criticism against Jason Schreier. Let me okay. tell you that. Much. All right. Well, well, because he's a, he's a he's a kind of guy that on Twitter will liberally block you. Yeah. The second that you put up any kind of anything against his point, even if it's a conscious kind of respectful reply, he'll go, "No thanks, yeah. goodbye." Yeah. See, that's. I don't so he gets he gets a lot of uh, he gets a lot of flack for that. Anyway, his response is this: He's a good he's a he's a good writer. I'll oh, give him that. Sure, he is. He's a great uh, video game journalist. I've I've you know talked about him before on this show. Uh, anyway, his response. Why don't on you sp- marry him? I don't. Want to... Did you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad you got cut off. <laughs> Whatever you're saying. Anyway, so Jason Schreier says uh, from his Twitter: Just catching up on this Naughty Dog story, and man. No matter how angry you are about your workplace conditions or your pay or whatever else, leaking your whole game just hurts all the other people who are in the trenches with you. So many better ways to channel that rage. It's amazing how many people responding to this don't seem to get that devs at Naughty Dog, including a couple I just talked to, can be both infuriated by crunch culture and devastated that their hard work just got leaked. This action doesn't just hurt management, it hurts workers. In conclusion, this, and he linked to another tweet which says, uh, from Pedro the Dagger. My only feeling about The Last of Us 2 as someone who, or someone with not a lot of investment in the game and who doesn't care that much about spoilers, I still gotta say, action without organization is counterproductive. If you're mad at your employer, organize. So. Apparently, the answer to this is to organize as a union in order to fight. Yeah, I mean, that's just so easy issues. to say on Twitter. You know, have, I mean, think about what, think about logistically what it would take to start a union at your job. I've never tried. Think, I mean, think about it. Think about it for real. Like what it would take for you to go from worker to worker to worker and hope that every person that you spoke to was on board with this because your treatment is different from the next person's treatment. That person could be thinking, dude, my shit is set. I don't want to fucking rock the boat. You fucking rock the boat over there, dude. My shit is good. And then that person could go straight to management and be like, yo, Marco's trying to rock the boat. Right. And then my ass is grass because we live in Florida and this is a right to work work state state, and they can fucking get rid of me whenever they want. Boom. My fucking movement is done. Yeah, because one person was like, "Yo, my shit is good. I don't, I don't want to rock the boat. I'm good. Fuck you." Yeah, right. I got a sweet here. So it's it's very easy to be to to say something like that on Twitter. Like, hey, don't do that. Just organize. Fuck you, dude. Yeah. Fuck you. When's the last? I mean, unless unless this guy, that guy on Twitter. Is a known activist and a known grassroots well, I, organizer. No, he 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 admitted to saying he's not a developer. He's he's nobody. He's so just... then he needs to shut the fuck up. <laughs> I just think he needs to shut the fuck up. Okay, that's fair. I'm just I'm just saying like it's that's a hard thing to I I just but I do just, you, even with all that being said, do you think that whoever did this, even if it okay, not even if it was somebody outside of the company because that's a different story. But if it was somebody inside the company who did this because they felt they weren't being fairly treated, 
Do you think that was right for them to do that? Or do you think it was more hurt than it was helpful? On face value, I say it wasn't worth it. I don't know their story. So their story could be something that busts this whole thing wide open. And maybe Naughty Dog is not the company that we think it is, right? Mm-hmm. And that could that could that could blow this whole thing wide open and people are like, oh shit. And and then there becomes like this federal investigation into Naughty Dog and who knows, right? Yeah. On face value, I say no, I don't think it was worth it. Okay. Because like you said, and like a lot of people have been saying, like it affects a lot more people than just you and the finished product is a piece of art that you have fucked up the experience for for potentially millions of people. Right. And I'll just say this. I was scrolling through Twitter very fucking casually, and I saw some spoilers that I didn't want to see. And now I have to live with that. Yeah, I, um, I've i been pretty good at avoiding because I, I saw the beginning of the anim- animation. Mm-hmm. And I said, nope, let me keep scrolling. I didn't even watch that shit. Somebody was recapping it, but I didn't know that that's what yes, they were doing same, until I same, read same, it. Same, same, same. I saw uh, everybody who doesn't want to be spoiled, look out for any video game website's <laughs> comment section. Yeah, uh, because I, I, I saw something on an IGN comment section that had nothing to do with Last of Us. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like the first comment. Yeah. And I, I started reading it, and I, I got like one little detail. It doesn't bother me too much, but it was a little something. Yeah. And I went, let me stop. Yeah, and I I moved away, so you'll probably be seeing that a lot. If you know, honestly, if you're trying to avoid spoilers, stay off social media. Yeah, but but that's the thing. It's like this game wasn't even supposed to be get leaked. Yeah, it wasn't supposed to come out for a while. Like now we yeah. have to avoid spoilers for a game that wasn't even supposed to be out. Yeah, for another month. That's bullshit, man. Yeah. So yeah, I'm on, on in that regard from a fan standpoint, not from a worker standpoint, right. because I empathize with workers of course. to the nth degree. Yeah, you're a communist. Exactly. And uh, but from a fan standpoint, I'm like, fuck, dude. Now I have to avoid spoilers on the Internet for a game that wasn't even supposed to be out. Now I have to avoid spoilers. Are you fucking kidding me? This sucks. I, mm-hmm. I can't I can't look at the IGN Kotaku comment sections now because everybody's gonna they it's what they did with Star Wars, dude. The reason, oh yeah, for sure. You remember that? Yeah, dude. Solo I, dies. I found out about that literally on Instagram. I was on I was on. If I remember correctly, I was looking at like a sports thing. I was on like Bleacher Report or something. And mm-hmm. in the comments, somebody was just like, Solo dies. And I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> I was so fucking pissed. But once you see it, you can't unsee of it, course, dude. Of course, of course, yeah. And even in your mind where you're like, no, 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 no. That can't be true. That can't be true. That can't be true. Mm-hmm. And then the moment comes up where he's talking to Kylo Ren. And, and you're you like, go, son I of a bitch. About to <laughs> like, fuck, man. Yeah, man. So, yes, from a fan standpoint, I think that it was a it was de- but it was definitely a shitty thing to do. But who knows what change this could bring about, if any at all? Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just very weary, like I said, of criticizing how somebody handles something like that, especially a protest. If yeah. they're in the right, if they end up being in the right, if we find out six months from now that this person was being treated like shit. Yeah, and this was the only way for them, to, the the only way that they felt was a way to to or to, the biggest way to do that, right? Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's tough. Yeah, I can't. I honestly, I wish you know me, man. You know how opinionated I am. Yeah. You know, I I want to give a definitive like fuck those guys or fuck those guys. Right. But like, I can't. It's yeah. hard. Yeah. It's really hard to say like I, who's uh, in the right. 
I have to say, yeah, I mean, as a fan, like, it sucks that you would do that. Yeah, yeah. But I, uh, I, I do sympathize with the workers, and I think there's a lot of reform that needs to happen within the entire video game culture. Uh, yeah. In general, video game development culture, especially. Um, how, how fed up does this person have to be to leak what they leaked? And that and that's been the biggest conversation with anyone talking about this in a professional capacity has been like, for like you doing this is like it, 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 it's suicide for your yeah entire employment. Like yeah. uh, nobody's going to hire you if you know if they know that you're a leaker. Yeah. Like. It's not going to happen. So, and they're going to find you eventually. So, you know, if you're this whistleblower who decided to go this route, like it's just unfortunate that you went this route in yeah. particular. I understand if that's what you felt like was the only thing you could do. But if, if there was any other option, I would have gone with that. Yeah. Cause uh, you know, this puts you in the hot seat for yeah, sure. Definitely. So, I don't know. But, I guess we'll find out. Yeah, be careful out there, everybody. We'll get, we're going to keep up with it. Yeah, and when they for find sure. the fucking when they find that piece of shit, <laughs> when they find the guy, we'll I mean, we'll update you guys. So I think that's it. I think that's it. Yeah, we got it. I think we got it. Though. I think we got it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, before we get the fuck out of here, you know what we have to do. We have to review this beer. All right. Yep. And this one, this 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 beer. Was from the Blue Point Brewing Company. It's the Imperial Sunshine. It's a blonde ale with oranges and natural flavors. It didn't have much of a cold read, unfortunately, for Obi. But what did you think, good sir? It was pretty good. Yeah. It was strong. Yeah. Strong. Strong. Um, it's a bit more malty than I generally like my beers, but I'm more of an IPA fan, so yeah. You know, I can't really fault it for that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I will fault it in my rating because it's how we go. <laughs> um, it's 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 very strong. Um, but uh, yeah. All that being said, I definitely, I mean, it's it's very heavy-handed with the uh, the orange flavor. Yeah. For sure, you get that uh, bashed into your skull. <laughs> um. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I don't know if it'd be my go-to unless I was like just my focus for the night was getting drunk. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it had a pretty good flavor. I'm going to give it a 4%. <clears throat> a 4%. Four, yeah. 4%. Okay. I was going to go 4.5, but like. Well, it's not a percentage, but sure. Drunk guy. 4%. Four, four <laughs> I said what I said. Yeah. Okay. You said what you said. Yeah. Are we changing the rating? Yeah, it's now percentages. it's like an ABV. It's yeah, not the highest. Caps. Well, the highest you can get is a sixty percent, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, okay. a four out of five bottle caps. Four out of six is, bottle caps. Yeah, four out of five bottle. That's four why out I said. Of six I said four caps. out of five. Yeah, four out of six bottle caps. We'll get a four point five because it got me kind of drunk. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, listen. All right, um, it's honesty time. Ready? Okay. Yep. I I bought this already. Okay. And you've had it before. I did. Some of a bitch. And I was like, I was like, I'm gonna. Ha- I, I have to have this on the show because I want to know Obi's honest opinion on this. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, I mean, you gave you gave it pretty much what I thought you would give it. Yeah. Honestly, dude, I'm gonna give it a five. Okay. I'm gonna give it a five. I the first time I had it, I, 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 I sipped it, and then I had that reaction like kombucha girl, <laughs> where I was like. Mm. <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh. Actually, no. Nah. You know what? 
I I was on board, and then I had another one, and I was like, "This shit is delicious." Yeah, I I really I'm I'm a big fan. Nice, big fan of this. I thought this was. uh, I thought I I I I feel what you're saying that it is it is a little malty. Yeah, and it 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 might turn some people off. You are more of a fan of like. Uh, I would say maltier beers for though. sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's not my, my personal flavor palette is not as into it as yours is. Right. I like it still. I I, I stand by my four point five. Four point five. Yeah. Four point five. Yeah. Yeah. That's that. That's a good score. Yeah. Um. But yeah. I mean. I would just. I. I. You know. I thought. So let, I'll. I'll tell you guys this. <clears throat> if you're local, you go to you go to Publix, our store in the south. It's it's kind of hard to find something that's beyond. Uh, like an eight percent, right? Yeah, you can get. I think now they're selling in stores the uh, ninety minute IPA from Dogfish Head. Yep. I've seen. I've seen the Drunken Monkey. Drunken Monkey. Um, I think Stone IPA is there at the store now. So there's a couple of you got a handful of options to like really go hard, right? But this, I was like, no way. Blue Point made something that was that's like an an imperial blonde ale for real. They really went for that. Then and they're just selling it in stores. So I was like, let me buy this shit and see what the fuck is up, right? Yep. And I drink it, and I was like, dude, they. I really think that they nailed a solid balance between how, the flavor that they were going for, and like how high the ABV is. Yeah. And and I I, th- I just think it's it's a really good. I just think that they really did well with this one. Yeah, I, I will say for its ABV, you don't really taste the alcohol no, so much. No, you um, don't. It so sneaks that, up on you. That's definitely a benefit of it. Is that it, it, if it's something you don't want to give the stink face to, mm-hmm. this is a pretty good one. It yeah. tastes like oranges. Yeah. It's like sweet oranges. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yes. So a four point five for Adam, a five for myself. Oh man, <laughs> we fucking we talked. We talked. We talked. We, we talked. talked about it. We definitely <laughs> talked about it. I think I think it I think we're good to go though. I think right? we got it. Yeah, let's get the fuck out. Let's of here. do it. This has been the One Baron Podcast for myself, Marco Dupa, for Adam Obesius Rodriguez. Yeah, boy. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, like, share, and subscribe everywhere the podcasts are listened to, and uh, drink delicious beer. <laughs> are you Are you sure? Have a beautiful evening. We love you.